0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends behind the binary And all of my patron peeps uh, Thanks for keeping the show We're going, patron peeps uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing Trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep Well, welcome This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep We do it's a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature. So, you know, things on your mind, that's one thing that keeps me up. Uh, you know, thoughts uh, that I have about past, present, future, or, indeterm- you know, say, indeterminate time periods. So, thoughts, feelings, anything physical coming up for you or emotionally. Uh, changes in temperature, that happens to me a lot, or it can happen to everybody. You know, you could have, uh, you could be on the road, you could be someone that works, you know, second, third shift. Maybe you, maybe they've invented at your workplace. it be great news, everybody, gather round. Uh, We here at, uh, you know, whatever enterprises have invented a fourth shift uh, that's even less, you know. So, my podcast could help you with that. You say, okay, well, I thought, you see, I'll help you adjust. You know, we'll get the curtains, you get scoots on, and I'll help carry you off into dreamland. It could be something else, but whatever's keeping you awake. I'm here to take your mind off of that. I got a safe place set up here, set aside, can also be instantly delivered to you, accessible, accessible or accessible, whichever you prefer, you know, nuclear, nuclear, whatever you say, uh, you know, any of those things, it's the podcast, you could have it whenever you need it, it's here for you. And then what I do is I send my voice across the deep, dark night, uh, use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my dulcets. And you say, Well, I'm not sure how, how do you describe Scoots's voice? You say, Well, hmm, it's not like anything I've really heard before. I mean, you've heard it before. And have you ever driven through a, uh, a bog or it near a bog before or you know the sound aging trees make in the wind that, that, i think that was that was once a, a, a what are those things called uh, those sh- short poems with syllables in them but sometimes my brain also blanks out i say that was part of it uh, I, I was going to say a soliloquy but uh, oh i almost had it and then it vanished again from my brain but yeah, the sound of an aging tree and a strong wind. That's what my, let's say, what does creaky dulcet mean to you? Say, well, that—it's uh, actually not bad. And the reason I say this, because that's not bad if you're kicking back somewhere and listening to that in the right place. Is other ways you say, okay, well, I'm comfortable. I kind of like the sound of that tree. If I was trying to take the SAT or, or something or, you know, concentrate on, you know, I, I'm not necessarily going to listen to it at that moment, uh, but at bedtime. So I'm going to send my voice, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. You've already got a little taste of those. I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to get mixed up. I'm going to use, not only am I going to use filler words, I'll probably get caught up in filler words and... But, you know, pauses that are not pregnant with meaning. They're, uh, they're pre, they're pre but They really are. My, uh, I don't know. It's that maybe not their decognition or it's like when you're trying to start a thought, uh, so pre-ignition, you say, I wonder if this brain's going to start on me right now. That's what some of the pauses in the podcast say, like before you, anybody that's had a car, uh, I mean, this has been an experience with a lot of vehicles I've owned. Did you know once upon a time, kids, cars used to start with keys and not buttons? Uh, And I guess with the button, it kind of takes out the button. They said the car's manufacturer said, let's give them a little less. We've given them, these car uh, drivers, way too much control. And they've just run rampant with it, uh, (laughs) driving around everywhere. So let's just give them a button. And see, I wonder if there's someone doing studies of that. But so back when you had a key car and you, if you were in a position like I've been in it was times, it's like, you're not hundred percent sure your car is going to start before you turn the key. Sometimes you talk to your higher power. Sometimes you mutter or your lower power or whatever, your base power. That's what I've been in touch with. Holy moly. But a lot of times you just pause there. And that's kind of what it is when I pause in this podcast. I wonder if my brain's actually going to start up with some new thoughts. And I'm always trying to start my brain up and wind it to help you wind it down. If you're new, welcome. Thanks for coming by. Sorry it took so long to say hello. Come on in. Uh, If you're new and skeptical or doubtful or unsure, that totally makes sense. I mean, why wouldn't you be? Here I am with a person, you know, first of all, you see, you're the first person I met with a, key, a brain that needs a key to start it up. And I see, yeah, I got, and believe me, I'm not even sure what kind of starter they gave me. Uh, so, yeah, I don't have a button. A lot of people have that, the, the old button brain, built-in button. You just think of something, poofy-poo, it's there. You know, my creaky dulcet tones do sound a bit like a car trying to get started, because it's uh, the same thing. See, how many times are you going to talk about this? How many ways can I talk about this analogy? I don't know. Like, uh, So if you're new, here's a couple of things to know. If you're skeptical or doubtful, a lot of listeners, uh, I don't even know, like millions, hundreds of thousands, I don't know, came to this show very doubtful too, very skeptical and probably, like, I don't know what percentage of them headed off that, back off that way. But actually, millions have stayed, too. So they said, hey, like this podcast, I'm going to give it a second or third try. Suddenly, they said, this is great. This is right what I'm looking for. It's something I don't really have to listen to. It's there for me to listen to. Uh, but I don't have to listen to it or engage it with my full inten- attention. It, uh. It's intended to put me to sleep, but also be barely listened to. And that took me a few tries to li- this is, I'm just generalizing what I hear from listeners. It took me a few, few times to understand that, uh, you know, I could listen to scoots or I could barely listen to scoots. It's going to make the same amount of sense. If I try to really listen though, uh, I'm not sure it'll work, uh, so kind of give it a few tries when you first get here, but realize you don't need to listen. There's also no pressure to fall asleep. I'm here to keep you company, essentially, as you drift off, which is a little different approach than most things. A lot of things are intended to just put you to sleep. Here I am. I'll take your mind off stuff. You know, keep you company. Be at your, be in the vicinity of your bedside or wherever you're snoozing, and you know keep you occupied just barely and the reason the episodes are about an hour is so you have plenty of time or alternatively if you can't sleep you got somebody here for you uh, you say okay well at least they got scoots to talk to me about some stuff so that's uh so those are a couple of things to know other things if you're new they can throw a new listener off i want to give you as many heads up as i can though they always come too late uh uh, so, the thing is, uh, this podcast does not work for everybody. I said that, oh, structurally. This can this is definitely uh, where the show deviates from norm. The show starts off with business. That's really how we keep it free for everybody. Uh, you know, it, it's not free to make or distribute the show, but I want it to be free for anybody that wants it. And we do that between, between uh, listener support and, and advertiser support. So... Uh, I don't know, that's something I'm actually very proud of uh, because uh, the the people that benefit from the show uh, help keep keep it there for anybody else that's not in a position to do that or that just, you know, that you don't need to. So that's the business. But that's only like about four or five minutes. Then there's about 18 minutes or so of me just talking, which I think we're about six minutes into that where I just kind of introduce the podcast, and then I get distracted. Then I go back to introducing the podcast. We've seen that so far in the last few minutes. Uh, Then I'll start talking about something else. Then I'll go back to introducing the podcast. And eventually, around 20 minutes or so, the intro will end, and then we'll have some business. Then I'll tell you a bedtime story. So you could skip ahead to 20 minutes. What I would recommend is listening to the podcast a few times to see how it works for you. Because most listeners uh, listen to the intro. Some, some of those listeners are listening as they're getting ready for bed. Or some listeners are listening as they're in bed and falling asleep. So some people fall asleep during the intro. But most listeners kind of listen to the intro. That's why it's like 15 to 20 minutes to wind down. Let the day uh, fade away behind you. Uh, And just listen to old Scoots Magoots as I make up my own goofy names. uh, Here to keep you company. And then the show ends with some thank yous. So, So that's the structure of the show. Podcast you don't need to listen to. No pressure to fall asleep. I make the show because I've been there. Uh... I've been there tossing and turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep, trouble staying asleep, trouble getting up, uh, how about this one? Getting up too early. Uh, so here's my situation right now. I say my daughter doesn't have school this week when I'm recording this, uh, so I don't need to get up at my usual very early time anyway. So here's what my brain decides. Let's get up 15 minutes earlier than our alarm would go off, uh, Just naturally. And I say, well, but I'm going to bed like 40 minutes later. So what's up with that? My brain, that part of me says, I don't know. Just woke up. And I said, well, can I get to bed? Well, you could try to get back to sleep. Yeah, you don't even have an alarm set, huh? So that's what I'm dealing with this week. Uh, But, you know, I'm dealing with it. I said, maybe I'll take a, you know, maybe I'll take a nap. I don't know. Maybe maybe I got enough sleep anyway. Maybe I'll try to go to bed earlier. Uh, But I make the show because I've been there in all those situations. And it's frustrating, right? You can probably hear it in my voice, even though that one is like not as bad as not being able to fall asleep or waking up. uh, You know, whatever it is that's going on with you, it's important, and it's not allowing you to get the sleep you need. And what I believe is you do deserve a good night's sleep. And not only that, that the world will be a better place with you resting in it. Your world, your personal world will be better. You'll probably be better equipped uh, with everything you come in contact with. Uh, and that does, I mean, it's not trite to say it. like That makes the entire world a, a better place, uh, And the opportunity for you to flourish, uh, having a reliable place of rest, uh, you know, that's really what we want. Isn't that what we all want? Uh, And that's what I want for you. Now, the catch with this show is that it just doesn't work for everybody. I mean, if this show even worked for, like, 50% of the people who listen to it, like, I would not be, like, I would actually already have, like, some proxy doing this show. I would be on a yacht somewhere. So I do, I do wish it worked for everybody. It's just, this shows a little bit different. If it doesn't work for you, I mean, test out different stuff. I, I like a two fan, like a, I have an air purifier. That's pretty loud when it's on high and a box fan. That's one thing I try. Then I'll try something else uh, and I'll try an app. I'll listen to an empty bowl or, you know, try to test out another sleep podcast, uh, or I'll meditate, or I'll go, you know, go for a walk. I'll sit outside, uh, but hopefully sleeping with me kind of be, can become your bedtime, your boyfriend. That's really the role I'm applying for. Your boar bud, your boar sib, your boar bay, your boar bestie. Uh, I'm here to keep you company and, uh, you know, be, be, be at your side. I, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, usually these intros kind of go into a much longer ramble, but I really just want to help you fall asleep if I can. So if you like, give it a few tries and see how it goes, because I really appreciate you checking this show out. I appreciate your time. I work hard, and I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. And here's a couple, ways, or a couple of ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, everybody, it's time for a story. You know, we've visited the Universe of Cloud Tower a few times in the in a couple episodes over the past few years. But I heard a tale when I was up there. You know, I can access it. You know, the easiest way to access, access or access, uh, the secret of success is pronouncing access. Uh, but if you're ever wondering how to get a little bit of a taste of life at Cloud Tower, that's a world above the clouds. It doesn't get any press. It doesn't get, you know, there's like a, I don't know if there's any other works of fiction celebrating that world, because people say I don't see it when I'm in a plane or on radar or any you know Google Google Eye or whatever it's called doesn't show it. I say okay, well I don't know. I don't remember Alice in Wonderland asking any of these questions, but these are good questions. Uh, So I'll tell you right now: in spring or summer or fall possibly in winter, you could just lie down and you kind of get comfortable. Maybe you could imagine you're doing it right now in your bed in this nice, comfortable grass. Maybe there's a blanket, a comfortable one between you and the grass because you say, oh, that's nice. Uh, and there's a tree offering you A comforting shade. The air is just warm enough. The breeze is keeping the air moving, but it's a warm breeze, not a hot breeze. You know, the hot air only scoots will provide. And you could look up there in the sky, maybe through the branches of the trees, and start to wonder. You might even wah wah wonder at what's going on up there. Way up in the clouds uh, to, to, to where, you know, there's uh, there's stuff going on up there. There's a whole world. You know, we've only visited the transportation hub, uh, to, you know, when uh, back in the day on those episodes. But I heard this story about a, a simple road trip, which was, which was hands down. I said, I got to make a podcast about this because uh, just because they said, well, this is interesting to me. Uh, it was a tale of a few youths, uh, Cloud Tower youth uh, uh whose names I'll change now and try to think of uh, so they uh F- Fluffernutter was one of them uh uh She Shees she- 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 uh, was another and uh Carl was was a third and then, uh, Seagreed, 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 we'll say Seagreed, like Seagreed, uh, was, uh, those are the names I just thought of to change their names. And they were cloud, CB, CBYs, I called them, cloud based youth or youth based, cloud, cloud, no, youth, uh, youth, cloud based youth, uh, or, like, they were in, the, um, they're in that strange uh, phase of life for a cloud or anyone where you some would say you're an adult, but you know, you've, you've crossed over the official, the old official, uh, what is that called? The entryway, there's a fancier word for it, it's into the world of adulthood. But that's just, a, you know, they've, it's foisted on you. And clouds don't like foisting, but it, you know it's a part of the process. We all are familiar with it. Uh, you see you're a grown up now, and you're in the world of grown up things, uh, and or you're almost in the world of grown-up. In this case, it was the, we're almost in the world of grown up things. Uh, they were just they were uh, all training together, learning. It's uh, part of the, the, this world. It has a pretty. It was it was just trying to give a short version, but you know they were in a, like a higher education. Uh, it's kind of a liberal arts type feel, uh, like a broad based uh, uh, thing, preparing them, but also learning uh, tangible things at the same time. Uh, So they knew that you know in some worlds uh, courage was confused with other things like uh, uh, braggadocia and those. So so they're trying to teach people tangible things so they'd feel uh, comfortable in their own clouds. Uh, And so these four youths, maybe whose names will escape me, they knew that just pending was their release into the. I mean, for a cloud into the big air, the big sky the whole world up there whatever i don't know if it's the stratosphere or the mesosphere i have no idea you know and it maybe a train you know they say well i was i always thought i was an alto cumulus and they said well that's what you that's what you always dreamed of eh or this is when you'd be younger i want to be a thunderhead I say, well every thunderhead starts out you know, yada, 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 evaporative, you know, I don't know. Uh, But, uh, you know, what was a, maybe we say, well, does it start out as H2O or was I, you know, just a hydrogen, two hydrogen and oxygen or one hydrogen and two oxygen? where Where did it all begin? And these four young people, they were getting ready for that transition and they wanted to have one last uh, fun time, you know. Uh, they were on a break from school. And the, the relationship-wise, so who was there? It was che, Shea, uh, and uh, Fluff, uh, Fluff, we'll call them for short. And they were friends. They had been friends through all of uh, higher ed. They had even lived and worked together in the summer times. You know, they were really close, and then they had a third friend. The uh, Seagreed was friends with the other uh, person whose name I forgot. The other cloud-based CBY, cloud-based youth, sir, cloud-based being is both. Uh, you can be both, obviously. Uh, I'll just say is because I can't think of. Uh, so Zay was friends with both uh, Shay, well, that, that's nice that it rhymes, and uh, uh, Fluff. And then on the other side was uh, Sigrid, who was kind of friendly. Everyone was friends, but just the closeness factor uh, was uh, not. But, but out of all of them, Shay was the one who was the most extroverted. Uh, confident in a positive, positive confi- confidence, and because Shea had such confidence that they would, uh, they were comfortable venturing out and pushing people, not 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 foisting them, but saying, "Hey, why don't we try something outside our comfort zone?" And they all said, "Okay." So one day Shea said, "I'd like to have a talk to the four, the three of you, the four of us. I'd like to have a meeting." And they said, what's up? And she said, well, I have this idea, you know, we have this break coming up and, you know, we're getting ready to transition into this world of mature clouds and, you know, like, I think we should have one last uh, good time, a little bit outside our comfort zone, though. And then they got distracted because uh, 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 the fourth person, oh, Sigrid uh, said, uh, well, what about, uh, radio, like, if you get, and then there was, a, like, a long talk about radio, and then uh, Sigrid said, okay, back to you, uh, Shay, uh, you take back over, and Fluff was the quietest, Fluff was the, the tallest and most, uh, physically attractive and imposing cloud, and not, well, not really imposing, the kind of dr- a dreamy cloud, you'd say, wow, that Fluff, uh, doesn't say much, uh, but projects uh, so, you know. And then, as we talked about, Shay was kind of uh, had all, all the qualities, kind of someone most people would have been jealous of if, if Shay wasn't just so kind and charming. And then Zay uh, was uh, just a good friend. Really, good. I mean, a lot of other positive qualities, but uh, funny, uh, kind. Driven and focused, uh, but not in a way that impacted uh, Zay's friends. And then Sigrid was, you know, a little bit like someone that would make a podcast or, or, you know, like a little bit different, uh, but still a good friend and a different sense of humor. But they were all friends. So eventually uh, they said, uh, Sigrid said, cue back to you, uh, uh, Shay. tell us what the plan is. And she said, well, are you familiar with these kind of jet streams that people talk about, the the, the rivers of air in the upper atmosphere uh, that go through? And, you know, we've learned so much about them. And we've even done some traveling. But uh, uh, she said, I have, you know, and we're not equipped to just try, go out there and just travel on a jet stream, uh, you know, like it takes proper cloud, you know, equipment and all those things. But she said i have an uncle an uncle uh who's looking to move like a uh, like a like a, like a stuff to explain but you know there's cloud-based beings and then there's like for generalization cbe cloud-based equipment or structures as Cbs you could say you don't think they would say that they'd say uh scoots, please and i said well that was a uh, yeah. So so cloud based CBO. That's still a, so cloud based stuff. I was gonna say. And so Shay's uncle had a a a, a cloud based thing that had like a, a what would be the equivalent of an Earth, maybe a ship or a boat or a car or a a dirigible, a little bit different than a dirigible or a balloon. What are those things called an airship? Uh, because, uh, but similar to those things, a form of tra- a large form of transport. Uh, and she said, "Well, my uncle's got to relocate this. Uh, this they called it the the, the, the ziffer ziffer uh, from not that far uh, off. Uh, you know, somewhere we could get to to somewhere where it's nice and warm and sunny." And you know we're going to be out in the open jet stream, out in the open air. Uh, we'll be working for my for my uncle just for a few days, uh, and then we could stay on the zipper and enjoy. Like this was somewhere you know d- down where this where the air is even warmer and pleasurable and. Maybe there's even pockets of air pocket, you know, moist air pockets. so kind of like swimming and kind of like their ocean, great views. And at first they said, first there was like, you got to be kidding me. This sounds awesome. And, you know, uh, uh, Fluff just didn't say much, said, hmm, sounds cool. Cool. I'm in. And then, uh. Zay said, wow, this sounds r- r- great, uh, really. Like, so is we, do we have a plan, and how much is this going to cost? Uh, and uh, Shay said, we'll be free. Like, it's almost like we're getting to stay on there for free by helping relocate it. And Sigrid said, well, they, well I'm not so sure about this. You know, like, what about—and uh, and they said, don't worry. Like, it's not like, a, like the humans have their airships. Ours are— uh, big and puffy and wide. So there's places to lie down and relax. And it's going to be such a, such a, we'll learn so much. We'll become closer friends. We'll have an adventure. Then we'll have a vacation. What could be better? And everyone said, okay, great. And so then they prepared and, you know, they had a journey to where the ziffer was and they met, uh, uh, Shay's uncle, uh, Breeze. And they, they now, she, they'd also said, well, how, we don't know anything about Ziffers or anything like that. And Shay said, don't worry, my uncle will be working with some professionals, uh, and we'll just be the crew. And they said, okay, sounds good. But when they got down uh, to meet, uh, uncle, uh, hey, for Breeze, uh, Uncle Breeze, uh, Uncle Breeze said, well, you know what, I like. Uh, I found out that uh, the, 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 we were going to be the crew and there was going to be a captain, but I'm going to be the captain now, Captain Breeze, and you'll be my crew. And we're just going to take a simple journey. We're going to come out of this little pocket we're in here, and we're going to get into the jet stream. We're going to take the jet stream for 36 hours. And then we'll arrive at what is known as Paradise Cove up here in the clouds. You know, that's where Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer vacations. Uh, uh, you know, we'll pass the, the arms of Morpheus. It's going to be, you know, legend. You know, there's, these are high-altitude birds. We'll probably even see some humans flying. They won't recognize uh, us for anything more than puff, puffy water vapor, but we know better. And they said, okay, and, you know, well, the thing was that Uncle Breezy was a little bit disorganized, uh, didn't quite have their act together, but they said, you know, everybody was confident. They said, no, you know, no, nothing to be concerned about. We're going on an adventure. Don't forget that, Shea said. And the next morning, bright and early, they got up and they got on to the Ziphyr. They had slept uh, Maybe they had slept on the zipper. I guess they had. And they got up. Uh, they had some breakfast. And they headed out. And, and they were in this big, big cove. Uh, I don't know what it was called. Uh, oh, tuber, Tubertown. Uh, that's right. Thank you. And it took a few hours just to get out of Tubertown, and they all took turns kind of learning uh, how to, you know, how you steer an airship. Uh, Even if it's made of clouds, it's a slow-moving thing, and uh, the breeze was fresh, and the sun was shining. They said, wow, we're really on the beginnings of an adventure, eh? And the uncle said, oh, yes, we are. We'll be carried by the jet stream. You know, we do have an engine and we have a sail very similar to a a boat. uh, But mostly we're just going to be cruising. And they even saw some uh, high-flying raptors that looked at them. And it uh, it was like something out of the movies. They were slapping each other, cloud fives. And dancing and smiling and, and it was really really and then they headed out of the uh, cove there, Tubertown, out into the larger jet stream. And as it got out there, the the, the, the uh, Uncle Breezy and Chase said, you know, we want to learn while we're out here. You know, this isn't just a, an adventure. You know, if we just nothing was gonna um, if we just got in the jet stream. And we headed down there, it wouldn't really be, you know, it wouldn't be much. We uh, would just be uh, the, that, uh, you know, it would just be a relaxation. You're going to relax when you get there. So I, 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 we've prepared some things for you in the other three cloud-based CBYs. And the other three, CBY, said, okay. And then Uncle Breezy said, are you familiar with Venus and Bacchus uh, and their stories? And everyone kind of just stared at them and said, huh. Uh, Well, no, um, I'm sorry. And they said, "We know, Bacnellian. And then Breezy said, okay, I'll have to come up with something different. And... Uh, Breezy said, for your opener, for the opening thing, we're going to not use any more of the engine. You know, this it has a solar power, solar power based, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it converts ions or something. Uh, but uh, the, the, the Uncle Breezy said, no, we're not going to use it. So shut off uh, the engine. Uh, so what should we do if if we don't have an engine power? We're in, we're in the jet stream. We're flow we're flowing with the jet stream. In your brief time, you know what did you learn? And they said, well, we should put up some of those sails. Now this uh, particular uh, airship uh, had two sails, uh, so it didn't look like it like it looked like more like. A, so if I don't know if you've ever gone to a sushi restaurant, right? And they have these gigantic sushi boats, like the Sushi Deluxe Boat. And sometimes those are wooden. And they're pretty wide. You see, well, I've never seen a boat that wide before, but it's meant to look like a boat. Uh, Like, that's what the top of the airship, where the people are on the airship looks. But then the bottom of it looks like a puffy cloud, like an airship with a flat boat top almost. Because it's a cloud and not a helium or hydrogen balloon, and then you could go down and sleep below inside the cloud. You know, when you're a cloud, it's a different. You have a different relationship with you know all things uh, that we were human. It's tough for us humans to understand it, but you could we could kind of create a you know line of example uh, so. It's it's structured differently, but so if you're just on the surface, it kind of seems like you're on the deck of a ship, but it's much wider and calmer and more roomy and balanced. Uh, Like it gives you a sense of you just stay relaxed because you see, oh, there's plenty of space here. Holy moly. But it also has these two masts for sails or a third thing in the front. I don't know if it's a spinnaker or whatever. So they said, "Well, let's put up the sails." Uh, So then, uh, Uncle Breezy said, "Okay, that sounds like a good idea. If we don't have an engine, uh, let's put up the sails and go by the power of the wind." And so they put up the mainsail, and the boat began to move under. Like, and it gave it purpose. They said, "Okay, now where we can we can control where we are in the jet stream here." And be a little bit more intentional, and then they put up the uh, next, uh, the back, the second sail, a little bit smaller, a little bit towards the back, and they said, "Okay, let's uh, do that one. That sounds good." And so there they were, and then uh, like uh, like Uncle breezy said, "Okay, now we're we're traveling, right?" And, and we're we're, we're being propelled by the wind and the jet stream. We're traveling in the jet stream. A few hours had passed by, but then they are again, like, uh, taken. This wasn't the first time, you know, they had tested out in Tubertown using the sails. And then uh, Uncle Breezy said, well, what about Dr. Humpst? Uh Anybody familiar with Dr. Humpst? and they said doctor who uh, that's what uh, sigrid said you mean the doctor who the hu- you know what's one of my favorite uh, human hbe human based entertainments uh, and uh, da- uh, uncle breezy doctor breezy we could even call him said no 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 uh that's like the concept of who's the do- who are the doctors among us who's who's uh, Will help us solve, you know, one another. A golden rule, empathy, compassion, and they all said, "Oh, that sounds interesting." And then, unexpectedly, the weather changed, and the wind started to pick up quite a bit, uh, even there in the upper atmosphere. And at first, everyone was in, and in. And, and, uh, Uncle Boris said, "Don't worry, we'll lower down the mainsail there." And we'll just continue with the back sail. And so they did that, and the boat started to move a little bit slower, and then it still had some purpose. Uh, And then uh, Uncle Breezy said, well, here's something unexpected. And then the the, the spinnaker, the whatever foresail, it came away from its moorings and actually filled up with air and it caused them to kind of like, uh, the boat to kind of move, you know, move without purpose, uh, because it was just under the control. Of the wind. it wasn't, uh, tied to anything. And so then they had to send, uh, 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 Shay and Shay kind of cut the sail loose and they said, okay, that was good. That was Shay's idea. Uh, very, very good improv, uh. And then they said, look around. And then they looked around and they realized that where they were in the jet stream, uh, they were surrounded. You know, there was like a a stream, like there was clouds on either side, but they were like in a river of uh, perfectly clear atmosphere. And it was cloudy banks and it was really beautiful. There was even clouds above them. And again, they just were going by this one back sail. And they'd even lowered it a little bit because they said, well, it's even a little bit too windy for us. Let's go a little bit slower. And then uh, Uncle Breezy said, okay, let's test out another idea. So we're going just by the back sail. What if uh, we were to take apart this mainsail? And uh, actually, they they took it apart. Uh, They took the uh, boom from the mast and the sail. And they used them to, like, they played a game, like, a bit like it looked like giant Q-tips. Uh, it was some strange cloud based game. Humans, I guess you would say, what are they, just chasing each other around and tickling each other with giant Q-tips uh, that used to be a boom, boom and a mast? Uh, and that was a few hours of giggling and chasing each other. And I think that's what they were actually doing, but I'm not positive. But I, but again, I guess like they're more comfortable if they say, "Well, we'll chase each other around and tickle each other." Uh, uh, like uh, we're you know we're, to subtext or not, we're happy with it. Uh, and so they then they were all like uh, t- like tired, and they said, "Oh boy, like this has been a full day. It was the e- evening and night had set." Uh, And they said, well, we've learned a full thing. We've kind of had these challenges, but still we're heading in this jet stream. And we have this back sail. And so they said, okay, now we're going to take turns uh, guiding the ship in the night. uh, And you just guide it by uh, the compass. They had a very similar to a compass, except it was a glow worm I don't know. They like basically looked like a like a compass with a dome and things, but instead of north, south, east, or west, there's just like this glowworm. And I think you initially whisper to the glowworm where you want to go, but you actually have to do like your something similar to like longitude and latitude. You can't say take me, you know, to uh, this zip code. The glowworm doesn't know that, so they had just told the glowworm basically. Head in the general direction, because uh, this was another thing Uncle Bruce said, well, like, uh, and notice we don't know exactly where we're going other than in the jet stream and generally sticking to it. Maybe we should just do that until the sun comes up again, and then uh, we'll and, and, and just see where things are in the morning. And we'll take turns while we rest, because we're so t- tired from tickling one another with puffy Q-tips. And so they all agreed and they agreed that they would take uh, shifts, uh, uh, taking turns, uh, watching the sea and keeping an eye. Like you say, OK, like uh, one person will watch just the glowworm because it's kind of hypnotic and just uh, steer the ship uh, in line with the gl- where the glowworm is saying the direction to go. And another person will, you know, make sure you don't fall asleep and keep an eye out in general, uh, more broader awareness. And it was raining on and off. It had started raining uh, even up there in the upper. I don't know when rain starts to go upward or downward or sideways, but it could have been doing all those things. But it was there in the deep, dark night that they really found... uh, that it was like the vastness, like they could see the stars sometimes and sometimes it was cloudy above them. So they could see the vastness of space above. And I guess this is something humans, we really don't really get unless we're in a, like a transparent plane. So maybe only wonder woman has had this experience, uh, But they could see the vastness below sometimes, too. Sometimes it was cloudy below, and sometimes the jet stream was clear. Uh, Sometimes they were passing over, you know, parts populated parts of continents, and sometimes it was, you know, not as over ocean. And so there was constellations of light below. And they weren't moving, you know, it's not like they were in a jet plane. I don't know the exact speed of the jet stream with one half sail up. Uh, but that's about the speed they were going. And, uh, you know, they noticed as they were taking turns every few hours, uh, switching on and off. And then fall, they also noticed it was like they they were tired, but it's also strange to sleep uh, when you're out there in the big, puffy world, as we said, and knowing this vastness, they, even though they had this nice, good, comfortable uh, Ziphyr they were traveling on, that it was a little bit, uh, it, 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 I, mean, I mean, for them it was real and this uh, they were living a metaphor. Like uh, the vastness of the world awaited them, too. And I don't know if that was Uncle Breezy or Shea preparing them to say, well, sometimes it's just not comfortable, right? Uh, but they all had an opportunity to talk about it. So soon they found themselves uh, in and out of sleep saying, huh, this is a strange experience here at sea. They called it at sea, uh, at cloud, I guess is a technical term. And uh, we've kind of given up our, our mainsail and our engine. And, uh, like, I know, like a, it feels like an adventure, but also it feels good and not good at the same time. But because they were having a shared experience, they were able to confirm it with, oh, yes, I, uh, I could see you feel that way. Or I feel this way, which is similar, but in my own words, it might sound different to you. And then they would experience it, you go back on the deck of the Ziphyr and experience it again. And then they would t- start talking to the glowworm about it. Uh, even the glow, even though the glowworms in this case, uh, not like these Hollywood glowworms, you know, you hear all about uh, back in the 80s that uh, you know, got all the glory and then got rebooted probably a few times. Probably could use one time, you know, if I was a smart speaker manufacturer, uh, Uh, hello uh opportunity for a good night friend but uh, anyway uh these glowworms were working glowworms Uh, and and again don't try to project earth-based understand ebus onto this uh kind of like in a form of like a high focused uh what do you call that when you're sleeping uh but like a high focused sleep or something, like a, a suspended space, a state of, uh, not a suspended state of animation, but something different that we don't experience here on Earth. Uh, the only thing would be like hibernation, but that's different, which I couldn't think of. It took me three minutes to think of that word. But So the glowworms were mostly uh, just, again, another place for them to project. Uh, but the constant glow of the glowworm against all of the night, and the fact that the glowworm consisted of uh, colors that could be were more comforting, you know like uh, hot neon pinks and greens and blues, it compared to the colder stars in the sky. Uh, the, you know, or the ones on Earth, you see, well, the you know LED or incandescent or whatever the other ones are, it's phosphorus. I don't know what the heck they're called. Uh, they all have a different spectrum on them. They're not as warm as the light of a by the light of a glowworm. One of these, you would probably write a book by that. Uh, but so they could sit with the glowworm and say, glowworm. You know, maybe some of the other youths were asleep, but they say, Glowworm, uh, there's uh, something about all this that is unsettling, but yet stirring something in me. And uh, do you know what I'm feeling, Glowworm? And the simplicity of just uh, steering by the Glowworm uh, helped. But it may have also given them the discomfort that they started to all do that for a while as the night went wore on. And I think they were just traveling. I don't know what direction they're traveling, if they're traveling into the night or out of the night. uh, Because I don't know if they were using the jet stream that gets all the love in the U.S. Again, if you're saying Hollywood glowworm, you might have to say Hollywood jet stream, too you say, oh your your western jet stream you know and i say okay well i'm not sure i'll be honest with you i'm not sure cuz i was only up in the clouds for this story i couldn't see in my geography is like i have a us based geography knowledge uh, but so then as they were all sleeping they heard uh, uncle breezy dr breezy was up on the deck of the Zephyr uh was a And uh, Dr. Breezy said, Zay, and everyone was kind of, again, listening and sleeping. uh, Are you ready? And Zay said, for what? Uh, And Dr. Breezy said, well, Dawn's here. Maybe we should start steering the ship in a more uh, specific direction. Like, maybe I could look at my charts and figure out where we are. And uh, Zay said, you don't, Dr. Breezy, you don't know where we are? Dr. Breezy said, well, we've been traveling for about uh, 10 hours, uh, just generally headed uh, in the same direction as the jet stream. Uh, so I don't really know. And then uh, uh, so he said, Dr. Breezy, I'm noticing I'm not, I don't feel like I'm controlling and steering the ship anymore. The Ziphyr kind of seems to be just moving on its own, And uh, then uh, Dr. Breezy said, let me try. And then Dr. Breezy said, Shay, you better get up here and uh, check things out. Uh, And Dr. Breezy said to the youth, uh, after everyone was awoken and brought up to the deck of the Zephyr, now we try to manage without being able to steer. What do we do now? We're in the jet stream and we're moving, and uh, uh, like, what, what do you think we should do? And, and at first, you know, they'd been through a night with the vastness of the universe and their impending adulthood, these existential questions that clouds asked themselves. They'd talked to the glowworm, and they'd also heard, like, we don't even really know where we are. You know, was this like some sort of, like, uh, part of their brain was willing to accept that this was a metaphorical experience, and part of their brain was like, how can an actual experience also be such an apt metaphor? So they actually discussed that for a while, and uh, they said, well, if we, if we, we can't really, we might as well bring the sail down, because the back sail, because if we can't really steer... Uh, we don't really need that, obviously, because we're just drifting in the jet stream. Then they tried, they went through and kind of tried to think about different songs that would be apt for, you know, if they could think of songs drifting in the jet stream. Uh, but they realized that there's probably a lot of pop songs about that. Uh, and so they said, well, what shall we do? Shall we drift? Uh, Or not. And uh, it was Shea who said, uh, you know, we should uh, throw uh, down a a slowdown, you know, a a heavy cloud, they called it, a cloud of heavy water, and slow or stop our movement. Uh, And uh, Dr. Breezy said, what do you all think about that? And uh, Fluffy or Puffy and Seagreed and... uh, uh, Sea green or whatever, uh, and uh, uh, Zay said, "Yeah, okay, it sounds good." So then, uh, Shay went to the front of the the deck of the the thing and threw the heavy water cloud overboard, similar to an anchor. Uh, but after they threw it, they realized, "Oh, the anchor was not attached uh, to the ziffer." Uh, which was another lesson. That was a Dr. Breezy's lesson to learn. Uh, that you probably should keep your, uh, your, uh, heavy water slower down or attached to your ship. So that went over, and then they, they said, how, what is this, what kind of life lessons is this Dr. Breezy trying to teach us? Uh, and they said, okay, well, now we're fully adrift. Uh, we have like a little rowboat, uh, heavy, like for our, we can throw that overboard and that'll like barely slow us down a tiny bit. Uh, but Dr. Breezy said, uh, you know, what are we, what are we going to do? And then, uh, the lessons had progressed, uh, because the youth had, uh, had gotten to the end of Doctor Breesy's. Uh, exp- they said, well, Doctor Breesy, you didn't have your heavy water slowed down or attached to your boat, uh, and you don't. Kn- you, you weren't you going to look up where we were?" And Doctor Breesy said, "I don't really know how to do that. As a matter of fact, I thought I had, you know, a glow bot, uh which talks to the glowworm, and and it's not a, it's not charged." And they said, Doctor Breezy, uh, uh, that's uh, like not acceptable. And they said, we're going. We're not really uh, having a, a, a t- tiny muse, tiny muses, which is a term there for when you sing and you take over, uh, captaining of the ship. They call it a tiny muse because there's a special Tiny Mew song, but they said, yeah, collectively, the four of us are going uh, to use our collective knowledge and not use yours. You could take a secondary role now. And, of course, Dr. Breezy smiled knowingly to Dr. Breezy's self, but the cloud-based youth did not know that at the time, and they said, well, what are we going to do here? And they said, by the way, Dr. Reese, you're our advisor, though, so don't, you know, if you pipe up if you know anything. And they said, well, we don't know where we are, and we don't know where we're going other than generally somewhere. We don't have control of our destination. And we have these layovers from all the vastness from last night. Uh, so we're unsettled. But in this case, that was a good thing, right? They were unsettled in an empowered way, and they were unsettled with the supposed leadership of Dr. Breezy. And so they said, what are our options here? What are our options? And they said, well, uh, you know, we uh, well, we we kind of like we did the tiny muses thing, uh but uh, it sounds like it's, we just uh, we like uh, we, so we can't exactly. We're trying to get help from Doctor Breezy, who's not help super helpful except in a general way. Uh, I think it's time to ask for help, but like a broader help. Uh, and up in the cloud world, obviously the arms of Morpheus and the arms of Morpheus are, are uh, what live in the cloud tower we also are the cloud tower overlooking all things in the cloud world. I'm sure there are other higher beings up there, but they said, uh, we're always, you know, one thing we kind of forgot last night is, uh, up here in the cloud world, we're always in the embrace of the arms of Morpheus, uh, awake or sleep that, uh, you know, when we go to sleep, we're supposed to remember that, but we didn't really sleep good last night, so we forgot that. Uh, but also in our belief system, you know, also for real, uh, Morpheus is a tangible being and system. So we just have to ask Morpheus, uh, and Morpheus representatives for help. Uh, and so everyone, every, like, uh, ziffer was required Uh, to have three ways uh, to to contact uh, Morpheus, Cloud Tower, actually. Well, two ways to contact Cloud Tower, the main way. And they said, Dr. Breezy, uh, can we use the main way to contact uh, Cloud Tower? And they tried that for a few hours, but they were getting no response. And they said, Dr. Breezy, aren't you required to have a secondary backup to get a hold of Cloud Tower? And Dr. Breezy said, not only do I have one, I have one brand new in the box, a portable one. And they opened the box, and they said, Dr. Breezy, when you buy a brand new portable you know, Cloud Tower contact system, the batteries don't come charged in the box. And Dr. Breezy said, oh, boy, you're right. So they said, "Okay, that won't work." So then the third option was just like this, uh, like this magical uh, this tube that had a. Uh, it was like uh, that you would sing into, and all of them had to stand on the deck of the um, the Ziphyr, except they didn't include Doctor Breezy. And they sang into it, and they kind of sing this special song where you call the Morpheus. You say, it translates into "Please embrace me," or "Oh, Morpheus." Uh, sometimes I forget, you kind of these are different parts of it. You know, the vastness of the world is all contained in your embrace, uh, which can also just contain your arms around me in a warm hug. That makes me feel safe and I can ask you to pat my back if needed, which I could use right now, oh, Morpheus, uh, please hold me in your loving embrace. And also we, 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 we're asking for a hug because we want to ask for more help because right now we're, uh, we don't feel adrift, we are adrift, uh. And we could use some guidance uh, and of course Morpheus responded uh, and Morpheus said like they hug one another for now. And they said, How could we forget that? And so they hugged and held one another, and even doctor Breezy, they embraced one another. Morpheus said wait, help will arrive, uh and eventually, uh, these these other cloud uh, like smaller cloud based decipherers came, and he said, "Hey, we're here from Morpheus. We heard you were adrift and you were trying out an adventure." And uh, they said, "You're not an adventure with Doctor Briezier." They said, "What did you learn on your adventure?" And they said that uh, you know they kind of sum to sum it up. They said, "Well, an adventure is a mix of things." Uh, Good and and outside of good, what you would define as good or pleasurable. It's exciting. It's tiring. Uh, that uh, sometimes you don't know. Uh, that it's not easy. That a lot of times in the in the midst of the adventure you forget the simpler principles of Morpheus. Uh, and that, but also that it's like, wow, that is a thing. Morpheus embraces things, so is the vastness of all things. And that sometimes you gotta ask for help uh, and reach out for help, or provide help and comfort to one another's. And sometimes you gotta do all those things. Uh, and they said, "Great. Well, we'll take you to your va- to vacation now." Uh, and they said, well, can't we just turn everything on, That Dr. Breezy? They said, well, Dr. Breezy was giving you only a 10% of that test was intentional. Uh, but a lot of it was just uh, accidental genius of Dr. Breezy. And so they headed off, uh, actually in this case, into the sunset. Uh, and they rested and, and, and they were changed forever. Uh, but it was like a lesson, again, they would have to keep learning. But in those times, they could remember. Uh, they could hold themselves. They could ask to be held. They could remember their being held within the vastness of things just by being there and breathing and imagining uh, the presence of Morpheus. Yeah, but they also knew, oh, Okay. Always ask for help. Uh, Adventures can be uncomfortable, uh, but we're also okay. And they rested so well that night, and then they had a brilliant time. A vacation for the ages, uh, those four cloud-based youth. Uh, Good night.